This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Does it classify you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's the other one you use? Grubhub or something? Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it for you. Now he's the yawn guy? This is the BMB Network, and you're listening to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. We are your hosts, Sean. I'm calling you out because it's finally your season. It is. It's um I guess if you look at like historically speaking in most states this is like mid to end season, but for some reason for us and where we live it's like ice fishing season's finally here. I feel like typically it doesn't really hit me until like the tail end of January, which is it's a bummer, but this year hasn't been as cold as as it has in the past, so well, I also feel like historically where we live too, it's like colder in February. It's like your ice isn't built up. I could be wrong. Till no, end of no, January, beginning of February. It's true. Cause like, I mean, think about it. The last two years, December, it's been 50 degrees before for. And this multiple. December, we're what, negative 30 for two weeks. And then it's been we've 45. been in the 50s ever since. Well, I know that 40s. when we were, I can't say that this is like the beginning of the season for us because. Ramsey and I did go f- ice fishing over the first, and that particular lake was the fifth fastest. How am I? How do I say this right? Freezing. Yeah, like it was. It froze the comp- the whole entire lake froze the fifth quickest. One of the first five lakes in Montana. Yeah, which and, is like historic. And talking to the marina owner, he's like, "Yeah, this is the fastest I've ever seen it freeze all the way across the middle." Yeah. And so we did went we went once early, but like now, like we have uh, a boys trip this weekend. We're going to talk about. We have a tournament next weekend, a potential Fort Peck trip. Fort and, Peck's on for sure. Yeah. In three, three or four weeks. Um, yeah, what the heck, dude? We uh, we can talk about the fact that we had a um, a tournament scheduled. We did, yeah, and it fell through for like personal reason not personal but like we just decided against it rule regulations yeah not like we had we didn't have a problem with the rules it was just like one of the like suggestions just like when we're like ah it's just it was almost too much work yeah for sure it was too much work i mean we heck we've had everything down i mean we were rocking and rolling we had a hotel earlier than we've ever booked anything (laughs) and it was actually it was uh it was a cheaper situation that we've ever had it was like 58 dollars a night and it was going to be perfect <laughs> it was going to be a cheap trip and we had food ready and then uh like i said we just decided i think it was about a four and a half hour drive yeah or a little bit less on top of that staying for three days which uh, obviously that's the goal and plan uh but uh to then like get to a point where it just felt like it was just going to be too much and it seems it's like in our past that uh, if something seems like it's like not right, you just don't do it because it's not going to go well. Well, it's kind of like not right, but too good to be true all at the same time. Yeah. And so now you have all this ice fishing gear. Are we actually going to get you out? Well, Fort Peck for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely going there. Which I'm I'm looking forward to because I think I've like adapted a like for tip-up fishing. Well, I think Fort Peck's going to be outstanding when we go there just because of the fact that we're going with somebody that lived lives there i mean he's full full full-time resident uh lived there his whole life he's what 
54 years on that ice. Yeah. And like, I would say normally we don't like, uh, to name drop places, but Fort Fort Peck is one of those places where it's like so world, it's world renowned. And but it's I see, so big. I mean, you can't. You, I mean, you can have your own spot, but not really have your own spot. I see a lot of uh, like YouTube creators, influencers, whatever you want to call them nowadays, that do, and you know, they title you know Fort Peck Lake Fish Lake Trout Fishing or you know Big Walleye Big Pike. And I would say from my ex- little experience that I've had, um, there's there's decent fishing there but like you could you could be one bay over and completely miss all the fishing completely absolutely and that's that's how come i'm so excited to go with somebody that's gonna take us all his honey holes and well and if i don't know if um everyone in the group is gonna go i hope they do i'll uh well we got a plan for everyone and then i think we got like two or three spots extra yeah as long as sean can go because Sean and I have been talking about for like probably the last year now to where like we've just been hardcore trying to catch walleye. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's kind hey, of, what was that, Granny? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a bummer because <laughs> like years past, like I've been like so into catching walleye through the ice and it's just. I don't know what's happened. Maybe we haven't really got the chance, though. I think a lot of it, though, is because like where we where I moved. Well, that and thinking last year, the entire ice fishing season, we were here. Well, I think it's funny that Ramsey caught um, he caught more walleye out of the boat this year than we have caught ice fishing. Actually, I'm I hate to say it, and as, if you've been listening to the podcast for since day one, you know that ice fishing in itself is a relatively um, new adventure for Ramsey and I. So like when I, we talk about our experience, it's very limited and we consider ourselves rookies still, but um, I've never caught a walleye through the ice. It's, it's definitely like the, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Realistically, it's, I can't really beat. Um, it's just a different fight to me. In a sense, like it, it, there's more uh, strategy, I feel like that goes into it because I mean, you got to know structure, you got to know how to read and understand um, sonar. Well, and I would say, as someone that just started like ice fishing, and when I started catching pike, um, going, you know, beforehand, as someone that like mainly uh, fly fish their entire life, so more of a trout fisherman, I would consider myself. When I started catching pike, it was like, oh, this is super cool. But then you get to the point where you do it for three years, and then you realize it's actually kind of the easiest ice fishing. I, am I wrong on that? No, no. You're, it's. I don't know if it's easy because, like, you have to be pretty <laughs> tedious with how you do it. I mean. Yeah, you can, a lot of things can go wrong. And we had that. To, what, what exactly was going wrong with, with our setups? Like, what kept happening to us? Well, when we, we, when we had. The people that we were with had a way of measuring how deep they were, and we did not. So a lot of our baits were sitting on the bottom. I, I don't know if that... I thought more or less that um, the problem in my eyes was is that we had Dad take control of the bait, and he thought that I said that it needed to be it needed to show up frozen <laughs> uh, when we got there. So when Ramsey and Dad set up the tip-ups, um, this trip that we're talking about from January all of the the smelt was frozen. And so if you've had the experience with bait like that, um, it doesn't sink when it's frozen. 
and also putting the hook in it, like you're putting it into a hard surface. And when it thaws out, it's almost like it like breaks, it, like it broke from you trying to put it into the hard surface. And then I think what we're having is a lot of fish getting off. So not to go off on a tangent here, but the way I look at ice fishing difficulty for me is pike fishing, you're setting a tip up. You're putting the bait that you need in that area. You're at a well-known pike spot, and you drop it down, you get depth, and you're done. Now, you look at walleye fishing, even even trout fishing through the ice. You got to know current travels. You got to know structure depth. You got to know what type of structure is down there. You got to know their swim ways. I mean, it's there's a and that's not like something where you just go, oh, I'm at mm, 35 feet. I'm good. You got to know what the the green and, and yellow dots that are popping up at half your distance to the bottom, what those mean. And you got to get into the bait placement is obviously with any fishing um, style of bait, species, whatever. But there's a lot more to the trout fishing and, and walleye through the ice and then realistically a lot of other fish. Well, I'd say it's, it's a more active kind of ice fishing. So I did some research on, uh, well, we did, we're doing a trout tournament in a couple of weeks, but it's also has like a kicker thing for a uh, tiger muskie, which there's a, definitely a lower population of. And so I did some research on, cause in this particular lake, you're only allowed two, two lines, two hooks per line. Whereas like some of the, the, there's some places in Montana, like where we were pike fishing, you could have six lines total. Um, but when you're doing these two lines things, I'm looking at the best possible way that I can set up a tip up, you know, so I have a pass, would it be passive? What am I trying to say here? Like a line that I don't have to care about all day. Is that passive. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess well, that would I'm make a little, sense. I'm a little illiterate. We know that by now, but, um, <laughs> I want something that I have out that I don't have to worry about that I can depend on that possibly catching me uh, that kicker fish that I want to get. And so I did some more intensive research on like setups and what I could have possibly been doing. I would, cause I figure in my mind that pike fishing and musky fishing have to be somewhat similar as far as dead bait goes and dead, dead sticking and tip up stick, you know, jigging might be different. But the way I look at it, so I did some research on musky fishing and they recommend doing the double treble hook setup on tip ups, which my buddy was doing with the pike and having success with. Because from what I learned is the way that predator fish eat bait, like dead bait in the water is uh, they don't attack it from the front or the top or the side or whatever, or the back. Uh, they're going for a fish that's horizontal and they're going to hit it from the side. And I think that's from obviously being able to sneak up on it better or whatever, but they're, they're attacking from the side. And so that double treble sets a presentation of that sideways fish. And it also gives you a lot, um, a better chance of actually catching the fish because like if you're, um, tiger fishing, uh, like off a boat or off a dock, uh, not on hard water season, um, if you've ever seen how they hit on a topwater or something, they basically, they hit and they roll. They almost do like an alligator deal. And so like a lot of the times it's almost like a brush by where they just, I don't know if they're just that bad with their depth perception of what they're, they're hunting, but they hit and then they do like the alligator roll and it, they almost, they miss with their mouth most of the time. And that's been my experience 
at least with with tigers and not hard water season is there it's it's a lot harder for them to hit you know successfully versus pike Were you going to say something, Rams? You were looking at me earlier. I was going to make a joke because you said double treble, and I was going to say double trouble, but it ended up being stupid in my head. So <laughs> you, was that like a band joke? or What do you mean? Double double trouble? Is D- that what it said? Double trouble for the fish. You said double treble, Double right? treble is double trouble? Oh, I yeah. uh, that, We should make a shirt out of that. <laughs> Pull my brothers. Uh, but uh, I guess we, we have led into this episode. It's a... Uh, high emphasis on ice fishing, as well as boys trip. These are the these are the two topics of discussion for tonight. And who better than to bring in to talk about boys trips and a little bit of ice fishing? Because he's coming with us this weekend. His lodge crew member Dylan Miller. Welcome back, my friend. Thanks for having me. Um, we're trying to do one lodge crew episode a month now instead of like throwing them you know three in a row or one one every now and then so uh as an honorary member one of the first it's glad glad to have you back even though we just saw you very recently <laughs> it's an honor <laughs> um so yeah let's get right into the topic of discussion here i'm gonna ask you a question dylan and we're gonna all banter off of it all right what is your thoughts on bringing girls on boys trips, on the guy trips. Is it really a guy trip if you bring girls? <laughs> well, let me stage, oh, yeah. <laughs> let me stage the situation here. And I actually I'm going to give Barstool Sports credit for this cuz I actually stumbled upon this on Twitter today. Um what they were really talking about is like imagine yourself. You've set up like a a nine guy trip, right? Uh super straight trip. Um, <laughs> and you got everything set up, you got everything planned. And one guy's like, dude, uh, can I bring my girlfriend? And, and the, the vibes in the group are all different. Yep. What is the consensus in the room on like how you feel about that? I mean, Anyone? oh, that was an open-ended question. That was yeah, open. So, okay. That was open. <laughs> Dylan, you might, you can hop in. I mean, whoever wants to. Wife, girlfriend. I mean, yes. You spend partner ninety-five percent of your time with them, right? I mean, it, it's good to go have a weekend with the boys and you know get back to the old camaraderie of hanging out and having a good time. I don't see anything wrong with it, and I mean, I mean, if you feel like you need to bring your girlfriend, maybe. You need a guy's trip to yourself, you know? Yeah. Okay, okay, so here's my question, though. Do you feel like you t- – like, okay, so let's take uh, – there's three married guys in here, right? There's two guys in here that have been in um, a serious relationship Long before. Time. Would you say that <laughs> you take uh, – give me a number between basically how many more guys' trips you take versus trips with your significant other. Like, what do you think the ratio is? Twenty to one. <laughs> I, I would say. Far, wow. <laughs> I would say far less on the um the guys trip. To be honest. Oh yeah, easily. Oh yeah. I would. Well, think I of think all the- I I honestly think the only way this could work is if like you two were in relationships, a serious relationship, and there was like us four, and say Dylan came, and all the wives came. Yeah, that's I a think way that different. That would be scenario. the only way it could work. Uh, I mean that that would be like, yeah, I could see that working. Like. 
having Dylan and Ramsey bring a grill, I mean, I don't know that my wife would like it as much as Sean's wife would that, you know, Ramsey's got the flavor of the week coming on a guy's trip. Oh, I know, but there <laughs> is that how little you think there, there of me, has Matt? to be there has to be some conversation about the fact like they're with that guy. So what is the jealousy part? Like what I mean, women are weird, but um That happens all the time though. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like 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 I mean if you put it in the other way, I mean if Sean's wife and three girlfriends were going to Vegas and Sean tagged along, I mean, they'd be like, what, what the hell? <laughs> Why is, does this loser have is, any friends? Is, I mean, it's, wait, wait, wait. Rephrase that. You're saying that this, like all the, all the girls went on a trip and then you went to Vegas with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you wouldn't it would have be fun the doing same that. way. You wouldn't have fun doing that. I, I, I don't think I would. I, I don't. The thing is, though, is she wouldn't want me to go, is the thing. But that's the same thing for us, right? Yeah, we like, really wouldn't want. I mean,. <laughs> No offense to my wife, but I mean, I want to be able to say shit that we're all not going to say with a wife around. I get that. My thing is, is like, I've been in this situation so many times and like, as you, you know, I mean, think back to when you were in high school, 85 years ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Those are fighting words. (laughs) uh, You thought that when you were like 17, that you're going to have the same friends forever, right? Like you, like. You're never going to lose. And I see, I'm in a weird situation where I still have a lot of the same friends, but like at the same time you grow up and you understand like to, to keep friends is harder than, than anything else. And because, uh, and it's not like an offensive thing. Like it's not a a fault of their own. Like people get married, people get in relationships, people get move, get different jobs, move away, um, get kids and whatever. Well, I guess to me, like the girl thing, like, I don't know, like going on maybe like a, Let's watch our tongues a little bit here, fellas. All right. <laughs> Is uh like, like like if we were going on a fishing tournament, might be a little different bringing the girls with you. Oh yeah. Because you got your own motel room, kind of your own space, versus going to the cabin. Right. Like, I mean, my wife would love going to the cabin, having a mimosa with us in the morning. I mean, we done that last last turkey season. Yeah. I mean, she'd be all over that, but. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I don't know. Like but going like, out hunting to a spike camp with two women would be. I don't know that I'd be into it. Yeah, that'd be different. But like, what I guess what I'm saying is like. So when you're trying to keep your friends as much, like, I want to include everybody that I can. So like, if they're like, "Hey, like my girlfriend wanted to do something this weekend. I can't do the trip if uh, unless she can come," uh, like. At that point, I'm going to be like, I really like personally, I wouldn't care because at that point, she's your like your guest, whether it's a girlfriend or a, or a guy, uh, like your cousin or something like that. I wasn't going there, <laughs> but uh, wow, I know what I'm saying is like, <laughs> now it's now just getting you, deep. If you bring if you bring somebody that's not part of the friend group, whether it's the significant other or like, uh, like I said, a family member or another friend outside of the group, your responsibility is to in- entertain that person, in my opinion. No. No, so so the the girls on a guy trip, I guess, I guess we done it. I mean, we done it Fourth of July. You guys had your mom and dad. And is that, I, a, my wife is that and the technically kids. a guy's trip though? That's kind of like a family trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of. I guess we did do it, but it's a whole different scenario because we were fishing and tubing, and it was more of a family event, which I think is great. I mean, everybody should bring their significant others and go up and drink on the lake and have a good time. Going hunting, 
whole different ball game, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But like, like Dylan, would you say that you used to go golfing a lot, like you and your your two brothers with your dad, right? Yep. Would you would you consider that a guy's trip? I mean, in the summer, I still go golfing quite a bit with my dad and brothers, but usually I count things as a guy's trip because it's things that don't interest my wife. She wouldn't want to go anyway. Touche on that, yeah. yeah. So I find those hobbies, and that's what I do with the guys because usually she's not heard about it because she wouldn't enjoy it anyway, and she knows that. So that's why I still keep up my guy hobbies and not being sexist or anything. It's just, <laughs> you know... I guess the difference is, is like most women that would go elk hunting with you, like that would be part of our group that would be into elk hunting. Like I don't have a significant other that wants to go elk hunting. I guess when they do go, like I I had a client this year, him and his wife came mm-hmm. elk hunting. She was just like another dude in the range. I mean, you know what I mean? Like just another hunter. I mean, it, was, it wasn't awkward, I guess. Yeah, so like. My take on the whole thing is I, I think it depends a lot on their personality. Like if there's someone that's going to be super into what you're doing on the guy's trip and like they get along with everybody really well, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, if they're into it and they're having a good time, I think when it becomes a problem is like, oh, your girlfriend showed up and she's just being mopey. <laughs> going to complain oh, the whole can, time. Can I give you two situations and you yeah. let me know if like this is what you're talking about? So I remember a situation when we were uh, – when we were in high school and we went duck hunting with a, with a, with a group of friends that I like had. a year ago. No, this was, this is, this is ten, like, this we is were both. In I high was trying school. to rebuttal off of my old joke to call <laughs> me young, but it was like way less offensive for some reason. Um, I wish it was a year ago, but anyways, um, and they brought like four girlfriends. One of them was chill. And then three of them, half an hour in, we'd be like, it's cold. I want to go home. And there's like ducks just dumping everywhere. And you're just like, no. Oh my God. This is, this is awful. But then I've had the reverse where they're super into it. And it's just like having one of the boys, like Matt was talking about, mm-hmm. where it's just as fun. And you're like, well, dude, come next time because like it was, it was a good time. You were a good time. Absolutely. Wait, That's wait, exactly wait, wait, what wait, I mean. Wait, wait, wait. Dude, come next time. What? Did you end that? He Perf- said do. He, do. 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 Oh, I thought he said dude, come next time. But, you know. <laughs> I I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. No, like I was... <laughs> I, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> it's rally you're did talking you, to. Did you get that? Yeah, no, okay. I got Explain what you were saying. Did you get that, Dylan? Did. did you you got that? I got it. Yeah, okay. Because okay, okay. it's female. That's the closest to Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moving onward. Go ahead, go ahead. What? I'm saying, is that what you were saying? No, absolutely. I mean, if they're going to have a good time and they're into it and they're going to get along with everybody, like... I don't see well, any well, problem with it. Well, I guess it's no different. I mean, it was my daughter that went well, deer hunting with us this year. I was good but, time. I mean, she she had a blast. No, absolutely. Well, and even think about like she was she was pretty uh like she was the opposite of the girl that was saying like was annoying and shit because I remember we went archery hunting. I probably told this story on here once, but we went archery hunting once with her this year and we were calling for Matt way away from where he was at. We were I would already shot my bull, so like the only main goal was to try and call Matt a bull in. And it was pouring ass rain, and she never complained one time. And I, and I was fr- I was freezing my ass off. I didn't, you know, and no one said anything. But then you get to the ranger, and it's like, yeah, this was this was very cold. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't have a single problem with the. Uh, um, 
I don't have a problem with it. I think it's situational. <laughs> was it a stroke? I yeah. Think, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't What's know. What's going on? I feel like a lot of the situation is like, it's true because some significant others don't enjoy going and freezing their asses off and hunting. Like that's a, probably the biggest thing with my wife is she doesn't, she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't want to be cold, right? you know? Yeah. And I mean, I can tell her as much as I want that it's going to be, we can make that thing 95 degrees in that ice house. And I mean, she would come, she, she, I think she would like it if she tried it. But then again, there is certain things that your wife does and you do. That you're not going to go out and do because exactly. you don't want to do it. So I think that I have a different, I think Ram's going to have different outlooks on this right now because we are single. Um, Whereas, so are you getting at the point that you might want to go for the come? That was a hardcore interruption. He's got something serious to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, almost, I almost feel like this is something coming up in the future where it's like, hey, guys, my girlfriend's going to come on the no, trip. No, okay, well. Uh, I don't want to leave I, her alone. Sort of you know, don't get me wrong. I'd like I to be like, dating no, someone no, 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 that no. was. You know what's funny, though? Is I, I can see that. I can see yeah, it. I, I, totally I can could. see this coming right now. That's, that's what I'm getting at is uh, – I think, you know, as a single man, I think sometimes, like, I have some friends that do get to enjoy it. Uh, I, I don't want to always, and I get there's times and, and spaces for whatever. Like, you know, I know you guys share boating and stuff. That's something you share. Or you guys share California. Or you guys share, mo like, you guys watch movies. I love watching movies, too. But I also like to see, you know, um, I have friends that, you know, their girlfriends, they'll they'll go do like uh, a hunt together or something like that, like just themselves and be successful. And really, I think about being in that moment sometimes is like, that would be cool. We, we should call Josh and ask him what he thinks if he wants to bring it. Josh is going to, Josh is going to on a dude's trip. He's going to think I'm calling him out straight up because hey. his girlfriend went with us to, <laughs> to a fishing trip. It says, no, oh, no she was great though. She was, no, no, that was, she it was, was awesome. amazing. That like, would that was, not be the first time that we, randomly called josh in the middle of a party. i'm not gonna do that today <laughs> but we're, uh, we're, we're basically that. let's 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 wrap up this conversation here about this because I, I would just like to add uh, i think it's great talk that i would i wouldn't mind having a significant other to go with me for the times that sean ditches me <laughs> <laughs> so all the time Brandon, no I, I actually i had a very in, interesting <clears throat> question to ask our guests actually on this topic okay okay um dylan so your wife is from I mean, obviously, the the property that she grew up in uh, the agriculture world is a decent hunting property. Yep. Um, did she ever do any think, of that? I don't think Emma's ever shot a deer or anything. She's never done anything. No. Is that uh, was was her dad really into that? Her dad grew up on a uh, farm right on the Missouri River breaks, so I'm sure he shot a couple deer, but I don't think it's his thing okay. talking to him. Um, he built a hunting cabin and a bunch of outer staters come and hunt every year for him on the farm and everything. So isn't that crazy where a lot of ranchers in Montana don't actually, I just think it's cause they don't have the time. A lot of them lose interest at like age 17 and just be like, I don't have time. Yeah. And I also <laughs> think like at Ramsey could probably touch on this a little more where he hunts. Um, they just did it for sus sustenance living for so long. Uh, that once they got to a point where they were financially stable on the farm, mm -hmm. um, it wasn't, you know, the hunt like we think about it. You know, for them, it was a way of life. A lot of landowners, though, that like we know. Oh, yeah. The the main <laughs> ranch that we hunt on, he straight up, he's like, yeah, you know, I used to shoot a deer every year. And he's like, 
I just don't like eating them. I'd like, I, eat have a a, <laughs> I have a Angus farm. Yeah. Why would I go shoot a stinky old deer yeah. when I can just go out in the field and pick my next meal? Was, was Dave ever like that though? Because he was a cowboy, right? I mean, oh, it, it, I mean, when we had chicken, it was pheasant. When we had beef, it was deer. I mean, so why do you think? You know, why do you think Dave wasn't like, like? I mean, obviously he wasn't like a ranch owner or anything, but still, I mean, he worked the. Work the, the uh, how would you say this politically correctly? Work the fields. I don't, you know, but work, work the well, well, work well, as ranches and stuff. I mean, my dad's been doing that his whole life. Um, but just, I mean, it's exactly like what, what we just t- touched on is we went from having to live on it to, to just live to where he's got beef in the freezer. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, this whole roundabout conversation that we're having it's funny because we could just ask dylan because he's a you know he's a land a a farmer that has family in the area that raises cows and stuff like that so you guys like did you guys enjoy eating game when you were because you guys hunted and stuff but most of my hunting interest came from my mom's side which is in moore montana near the snowies the Miller side, which is in Guilford where I grew up, none of them really hunted much. Like they're all big cowboys and stuff and we got cows. My dad won't even like walk in the kitchen if we're cooking deer. Hates the smell. Really? Yep. So, so he I'm, won't eat it at all. No. Wow. No. Um he might eat some jerky if you don't tell him. <laughs> then you, he, <laughs> then he eventually finds out and you know, well, why'd you give me that crap? You know? But <laughs> Do you consider yourself a hunter? Like, yeah, not not as much as I used to. I I haven't had time to get home much and do actual hunting. Last year, the turkey hunt was maybe the twice I went last season. Mm-hmm. One time I was home over Thanksgiving, went out deer hunting just for the afternoon, you know, <coughs> just to get away from the family and you know hang out as me and my brothers. Um. Yeah, when I move back, I'm sure I'll do a lot more of it again. You know, uh, I took my brother out this year because he, you know, is finally he bought a house and everything, and he's like, "I need some meat." You know, I can't afford to buy a quarter of a beef, half a beef. So he went out and shot a buck, and he had that. He processed that and processed it himself. Did sausage and steaks, and I turned out pretty good. Mm-hmm. He was pretty excited. Do you think a lot of the reason that? <laughs> like you kind of quit was because you had basically your own acreage that you could do, you know, you could do that outdoorsy thing on versus when you came here, it's like, well, where do I go? You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a big part of it. Um, the first couple of years, my grandpa still lived in Lewistown. So, um, Dane and I would go home a couple weekends and grab him and be like, we're going deer hunting. And he loved just driving around looking for deer. He didn't really care if we shot anything. But, I mean, it was good quality time to spend with Grandpa. You know, Dane and I were one of the last ones to get to go hunting with him because now he's, you know, physically can't or anything. So those memories were more than anything was just going and kicking around. And, I mean, we shot something, we shot something. But, you know, just hanging out and <coughs> being there for that last chapter of hunting. Well, we've touched on that in the, the past on this podcast is, like, not shooting your deer the first weekend, you know, like I, I'll carry my ta- tag till I have to shoot something mm-hmm. or I'll eat the tag just because if Riley shot his elk the first weekend of archery and I shot mine that same weekend, what the hell am I going to do now? You know, I don't get to spend the next four weeks out there. 
Yeah. And uh, I don't know, Ramsey and I definitely are a lot different than than most. Like, And I'm getting to a weird, super weird, I don't know if, what brought this on, but I almost like won't eat beef anymore. Like Ramsey and I eat, I think we're, what did we decide we're eating about? I will. Two to three, <laughs> two to three pounds <laughs> of, two to three pounds of elk every week. Get that oh, out. Sorry. Get that out. It's not going about me. Um, no, it's more than that. We usually get between four and five pounds a week. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, like the taste is like, I've, I've switched taste. It's, it's so weird. Like I had, I had beef uh, and I'm, I'm more or less steaks is a much different, like much, much different you situation. Eat more when you're growing up. Um, beef for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, because like as Ramsey and I've talked about, as long as we've been hunting, our opportunities for that kind of thing were so much less. Just based on you know Ramsey and I did sports all the time and stuff, so we you know we didn't get to go hunting. He did the weekend thing. Yeah, we yeah. did the weekend thing for a yeah. long time until I was probably nineteen or twenty. How many? Con- so okay, that you just answered my question. How many consecutive years do you think that you have eaten majority elk over? Um, probably at least four, the last four, yeah. four, yeah. Um, and and I don't, I seriously, I don't know what changed it, but now I like, and like this is way more specifically on like uh, cube steak and and ground ground meat. Mm-hmm. I I just Did I you like trying to eat your uh, sausage. Uh, yeah, and that too. That's uh, we've only been eating that for breakfast, and th- there's a part of it too where it's like, uh, you paid for it, so you really want to, yeah, <laughs> you really want to yeah. use it, but uh. Like I don't, I haven't eaten. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't eaten beef in um, probably five, not a day. Probably five. What? what I, oh yeah. Dave sorry. grilled us up some burgers, and I will say, can we bring this up? Uh, this is actually in our notes. Um, Ramsey and I. No, this is a whole. We ha- we'll st- we'll have this conversation, but uh, we're gonna have to do it after we finish this conversation. You know what gets really good is I had Dave. We went to Custer, and we promised the folks in Custer meat. You know, some elk meat. So I have Dave bring over a big bag of hamburger because that's what they wanted. I'm like throwing like 10 packages of steak. Well, he had another little bag and there was a bunch. I mean, he had probably 40 pounds of hamburger. I'm like, shit, I'm going to take a few of those with me. Oh, it was all sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So we gave him like 20-some packages of two pounds per package of sausage. Oh, nice. About like $150 of sausage. I'm like, holy cows, I hope they like that. (laughs) You're saying I should slow down on what sausage I have? (laughs) How much much are you buying a quarter of beef for nowadays? Uh, The last one I got was 281 pounds, and it comes out to about three bucks a pound. So about a thousand bucks. The price is definitely there though, if you think about it. Well, but I have a in, you know. No, but I'm saying like the price of like processing an elk is definitely I mean the bank It's still four hundred bucks for processing. Oh, for sure. But it's still it's it's a quarter. I mean, you're getting an entire elk. Yeah, you're getting and for a quarter of the price. Nice hat, dude. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get it straight. There we go. No, but I I totally agree because I've actually heard. <laughs> I've actually heard a lot of horror stories. Someone forgot he's on camera. Yeah, my bad. That's well, still well, but the difference is with elk and deer or antelope is where you get it processed at. Because if you take it somewhere where they bulk all the shit together, and they'll grind, you know, a thousand pounds of burger at one time, you, you'll tell the difference. But that's I mean, that's kind of where we're getting though. Is where we're yeah. going to start. Uh, like we're getting more towards. Uh, doing our own cut and wrap stuff, mm-hmm. but like I still would continue. I would not stop taking uh, some of the ground in to make the sausage because it's too good and we eat it. Like all of hunting season, that's like like a 
Well, staple. well, and I don't think it was that bad where we had our. I, I mean, no. I have no problem throwing that name out there, but J and D meets and hard. And oh I yeah, for sure, phenomenal job. Have you guys done your own sausage before? Uh, I've never done sausage personally, but um, Ramsey and I shit one year we butchered like three deer, um, in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. We did one for uh, our dad, and then one for him, and one for I. Or, <laughs> me works. <I>, me. <laughs> uh, but we did it ourselves, and we tried to do it. We did Ramsey's deer, and this is actually his. I don't know. Is that your second biggest deer now? I don't know. One of your big deer. Yeah, I'm gonna have big. to get the the, the, the <laughs> when I get the shoulder mount back and I get them next to each other because I wasn't gonna take the bloody cape and everything in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we actually did that one. He shot that deer on a Sunday. And we got home at like 6 p.m. and we cut and wrapped that thing, just him and I, it's like, about two in the morning. Yeah, it was late. <laughs> it was awful. And it was a big deer, too. Like, I mean, it was a big body deer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's. What'd you guys mainly do on it? Uh, well, I actually, on so I was done deer hunting. I, I don't, did I shoot a deer? Is that the last year I shot a deer? 2018. Yeah, you shot that one out uh, west of town. What west of town? There. Yeah, so that was the last time I re- I had even shot a deer. It was like four or five years ago, and so I had been done. So I was researching uh, on like the side hills and stuff while we were like glassing and whatnot on uh, how to like process. how to process, but like how to turn rump like actual quarters into different cuts, mm-hmm. and so uh, like where you could actually like there's parts of uh, the shoulder or so the shoulder or the rump there one of the quarters you can actually get pieces of meat out by just like using your hand mm-hmm. you don't even have to use a knife you can just get them at the seams and stuff mm-hmm. and so like we that's how i learned i learned it just by trial and error that's what took us so long I are think. you guys mostly doing your own stuff on the farm yeah yeah we cut them we let them hang for a couple days in a cold shed and then cut them up um if it if it's me, a lot of it turns into stew meat because I'm so picky. <laughs> I, I don't want any of the you know sinew white shit. I'm I'm cutting that all out, and a lot of it turns into stew meat. So I just make like little finger steaks, pretty much. Oh like, yeah, cooking it. It sounds like. Uh, Do you ever butterfly? Like similar to like a Dave move? Huh? Do you ever butterfly steaks? Because like everybody does that. Well, you know what's funny is he brings that up. Is like even you know as uh, I do have a lot of respect for Stephen Ranella, uh, but like you look a lot of like people like him and people that do like outdoor cooking, you know, and show how to do it. It seems like nine, 85% of like recipes out there. Nine to 80. I was going to say 90, but 85% of like wild game recipes, especially when they involve tough cuts are like cooked for eight hours. Every time we have deer, get a pack out thought. And I know we always cook it at lunch because dad works in Haver in the winters. So, you know, once in a while, dad won't be around so we can cook it and enjoy it. Beat the crap out of it with a meat mallet every time. Flour it. Yep. And just fry it up in a pan with some onions and mushrooms and good oh, lunch. Yeah. That's definitely, that's definitely like a big thing for me. But like even think like, uh, say this word for me. It's the shoulder when you cook it for like 12 hours. Asobusco. Is that Asob- it? Asobuco. Yeah. Yeah. So even like stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's literally like, uh, the shoulder meat, no one eats that a lot. Neck meat, whatever. Throw it in a crock pot, cook it for fifty-five hours, and it'll be good. And it's like, well, anything. <laughs> have, like, you guys, have you guys ever tried the Alker deer ribs on a Traeger? Dude, we want to really have, bad. Oh, they're unbelievable. Once you have them, you won't go back to a beef rib. I think uh, what would be really cool 
is if we could all do uh someone would shoot a deer in the group and then we could do it over the fire i always thought that'd be cool I still want to do the be a small ass deer, man. That'd be a lot of meat. <laughs> you better have more than us four in the room. <laughs> I'd really like to do like the we do a white tail liver and heart cook, like where they do like the fajitas with the heart and stuff like that. Like I, I want to, I do want to eat more of the organs because yeah. from what I hear, Chewy. I mean, they're <laughs> well, uh, you and I'll have ribeyes. Yeah, you're good at lobster, so we yeah. better just do so, that. <laughs> I do have an opinion on this. I have a hard time eating organs that are not muscles so liver is a little interesting to me lungs heart is just chewy well see Heart's i've never eaten do people eat lungs i've never heard people of eat lungs people eat intestines people eat i would i, I don't. it's a little foreign to be honest why would like, you touch little, an intestine dude you like uh i think you 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 either slit the intestines open to clean them all out and wash them out or like you can you might be able to push everything out. I'm not sure. And then a lot of people will do like kebabs, like where you like mm. coil it like a snake on the kebab. How many feet? Does any? I mean, biologically, I can look this up. I think a lot of. I'm be honest with you. That technique is mostly done on like pheasant. How many feet of organ do like deer have? Oh, I bet it's a lot. Don't they say the human have. intestines are like? I'm just gonna take a stab at like a couple hundred feet or some shit. I think. Well, well, right. well, well, the intestines are 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 huge because I mean that's. So the trappers and the Indians just live on for pe- pemmican. Oh, yeah. You know, they'd stuff it and then they'd... Native Americans. They they, they like being called Indians around here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then totally you've, okay you've seen it. guys use the call fat before, right? To cook with, which is the, the fat layer surrounding mm-hmm. the stomach. Um, that well, stuff does interest me. Well, well, back in the old days, I mean, that's what you sh- shot your blackberry and your grizzlies was just to render all the fat. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what they cooked with. I mean, that was their lard. Yeah, and I, a lot of people do it now. Wow. That's also a big jump in, like, um, how ranching has come along. Because, like, first-generation ranchers, they like, kids talk about eating cow tongue and liver and heart and all the, you know, everything in the cow. And that's kind of changed because, you know, they don't have to anymore. <laughs> they, you know. My mom always talked about my grandma serving cow tongue, and she hated it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard stuff even like head cheese. You ever hear about that? Yeah, yeah, that's, the brain that, and everything. That's <laughs> not, and that's not something I could ever get behind. Dylan, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to fact check you here, but am I wrong? I thought it was way more too, but it's not. No, it says here that together a human small and large intestine is 15 or more feet in length that's still, that's a still lot, that's twice the, i know that's, but twice that's the still height. not a couple hundred so a, i was wrong <laughs> a deer's is 28 feet long oh that is interesting because i bet I they're digestive but but, but but how, how do big feel like, around are they though i mean uh, when you stuff them i mean it's i feel it's like a, someone fed me some be wrong information as a kid around. Let's see how long elks are i had a couple I, hundred feet is a long way from 15. I will share this with you, yeah. Sean. Um, we'll try it this year. I, I think we should do it on Elkhart. Um, For sure. But my, I had a client this year that sent me a recipe for uh, the... They do something. They do a special thing with heart. Hmm. Um, it's like a special recipe they do, and I think we well, should... Well, I have my Elkhart, so you can have it. You do? So I, Well, I kept it for Warren, remember? Oh, yeah. Does yeah. all heart taste the same as like chicken hearts? Heart tastes like che- heart. Is it just chewy? That's what it is. Heart tastes like heart. Yeah, I just put it in a crock pot for f- fifty five hours. I don't like. <laughs> I just don't like the chewiness. I have you guys eaten at the new Brazilian steakhouse here in town? No, no I, I haven't. Is that Carver's? Carver's? Yeah. I mean, 
Oh, I heard it's good. You're paying for an atmosphere. It's cool. It's all you can eat meat. So I, I'm you just, know, I just gotta throw this out there, like on the Google machine right now. Oh, the Google machine. The I just googled the. Uh, Basically, how many feeder elk contestants? Blah, 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 blah. The top answers. <laughs> how long is an elk's body? How big is a 300-inch elk? How big are elk in feet? <laughs> <laughs> I got killed by a 20-foot elk. That's a 30-footer. <laughs> the next thing that pops up is what animal has seven stomachs? Like, where is this well, going? What is the animal? Cows, dude. That's um, a- no. Cows only have four. Elk have four. Yeah. Actual all it says actually all animals have just one stomach. It may may be divided into parts that perform different digestive functions. It's people in Florida comparing an elk to like a twelve foot alligator. They're like, we need to know this thing in feet. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. But still, though, twenty eight feet of intestines. I mean, is a lot of sausage. It's a lot of food. What do you? How would you cook that? Well, well, the intestines you're taking all, everything out of it and you're using it for a casing. That's mm-hmm. that, that's all it is. Is casing. It's no different than when you get it's like a, a chewy, fatty part, really. Well, well, but but all your sausage, your brats are all in a intestine casing. I mean, it, it came from the intestines. That, all yeah. the casings for bratwurst and shit is intestines. <laughs> hot dogs everything but me yeah that's true i have no idea how we got ripped on this tangent but it was, uh, it was a good one, one. Sorry, it was people. good no we're good um i guess i'm gonna reel it back to where we were earlier about the conversation of the girls on the guys trip but we're gonna transition to since we're going on an ice fishing trip this weekend it is classified as a saturday for the boys guys trip Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be cool to talk about what goes into planning such thing and food and alcohol. That's all you need. <laughs> Everything yeah. else will come, you know. <laughs> I think that there's so many different variables that go into this planning because I'm a big planner, right? And whether it's uh, a weekend fishing trip or whatever, this or that, um, it seems like Sean and I, we're on the phone as much as we are for the company trying to schedule a trip and all the things that go into it. I feel like it's kind of funny because you plan all the, all the stuff. Like I feel like um, women plan a lot better for trips like this than men do because they talk about it like weeks in advance, but they don't actually get anything done until like 48 hours before you leave. And then you're still Two hours before you're trying to leave, you're still running around to different stores. Yeah, but then women complain about how much they're paying for it, where guys would be like, you owe me 150 bucks, and I'll be like, done. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I'll be like, do we really need this $45 in king crab for the trip? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, Ramsey and I. What's that one stick? (laughs) Yeah, just share one leg. (laughs) Everyone gets a bite of crab. (laughs) But uh, still, though, it is funny because we go around and. Every single fishing trip, hunting trip that I ever do is frantically trying to get to eight different stores before you leave town. Yeah, but I think yeah. there's a learning curve to it, too, because I heard that when you guys went on your elk trip this year, that there was food provided and somehow Sean still bought like $250 worth of groceries. And that's where you, I, that's what I'm saying is there is a definite planning strategy to... And we'll just classify them all the same. 
hunting trips, fishing trips, you know, hunting lodge trips, fishing lodge trips, or like guys trips like this weekend. They're all, there's a strategy to it. And I want to say that I was just as bad about that because Ramsey and I would go on like steelhead fishing trips and stuff like that. And you would get $250 worth of groceries because you were at the store and you just got shit that looked good. You know well, it was I mean? the same thing as a kid. The only time you ever got the little fun size Snicker bars and the, the good <laughs> Mountain Dew that wasn't Shasta was yeah. when you were going hunting. You know, dad yeah. be like, like, can I get some can? Absolutely. Grab the big bag though, you know. <laughs> but, we're but, all going to be. And then you get back from hunting and you're like, can I get this 25 cent lemon heads? Put them back. I'll have that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. You know? But why why do you think that we spend so much freaking money? I just think that we like just go to the store and I think we just do it. I don't think we cuz like for us to sit down and like talk about it this week is like it is kind of a is like a wife thing to do. Like Yeah, but we talk about it so much. Like we every single trip that I do is like everybody is like <laughs> talking to somebody on the phone way more than we should be about it it's like well you know yeah we could and it's like the conversations just drag on and on and on and it doesn't stop it would would always be more organized if like a week before you just got together and made a list (laughs) well think about ramsey uh like like i said the steelhead trips you'd buy you'd spend two 250 dollars in groceries which is already kind of because we try to budget all these trips so we can do as many as we possibly can that's how you know a lot of people really don't get to do as much outdoor activity as us because it does, unfortunately, in the world that we're in, cost money to do. Yeah. And so Ramsey and I really heavy budget. That's like we're going on a trip with Matt in in August, California, and we were just heavy budgeting the whole time so we could afford to do that and then two weeks later go on a fly fishing trip or something. So that's how we do it. And you can't budget very well when you're spending $250 on groceries every time and then you get home and you have half the groceries still. Like you just poorly managed how you did it but it's kind of funny though because you you say we budget we really don't because it's you go oh, to the yeah. store and you're like oh this is 385 dollars yeah that's a great deal oh that's yeah we're doing it. great well and i think a lot of it is is like if you're actually going on a trip to do something like hunting or fishing you spend all of the time doing that and not eating and drinking the stuff that you actually brought except for Maybe breakfast if you have time in the and morning. The honey and mustard, then, yeah. uh, pretzels. Shoulder, shoulder, shoulder season two years ago, elk camp. When me and you were in the, we ate every little bit of food yeah, but that we the took thing out was there. Ramsey, this is all Ramsey too, had to buy the Himalayan salt. And, oh, yeah. And I mean, we probably spent for, we were there for three days, less than 48 hours though. Right. Realistically. And we spent probably a hundred and fifty dollars at the grocery store. I think Ramsey had a good point though. That makes that makes a lot of sense where you think you need all this stuff. Shit. <laughs> things. <laughs> stuff shit and things. Got it. And so you like overplan, overplan, you buy all this stuff. And then you uh, you end up doing the thing you went to go do most of the time, and then you get back and it's dinner time and you're like I didn't eat any. I What's didn't eat the any, fastest thing to make? To I didn't eat any eat of right the jerky now. or the yeah. chips or any of the stuff that you I eat bought. More of the snacks for sure. You I don't eat. think I don't we know. went above and beyond like hunt last year. Well, I think that's because we've gotten a strategy down to it. Where <laughs> yeah, you're you did. Like, Turkey hunt, you went over and above. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's because <laughs> you were there. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean that was a had to do situation. <laughs> yeah, but but we can't have our meals every week kind of set in stone on how we do it. Yeah, yeah, you guys would just go to Custer. Well, that actually that happened more this year than normal, but that was more of a treat for us. The bar and custer, but yeah, super. Not Good the bird. one you're thinking of. The one up on the hill. 
Oh. Not the, not the, the I'm thinking the, the one down in town. No, the steakhouse up. Okay, I've never you gotta, go, been... you gotta go to that one. It's so good. Phenomenal. But uh, I think that. But it would have been cheap that week. Macy shot her deer had I not been so exhausted by the end of the day. And oh I'm yeah, like, I'm buying dinner because I think that you're more willing to put in a lot of work to make good food um, out of nothing than like just. But it's if a you lot of elk. To, I mean, it's a lot of stuff you guys were bringing. If you wanted to, you could buy like. Uh, lunch meat which actually is relatively expensive if you look at it like just buying different lunch, amounts of lunch meat stupid. and cheese yeah. and cheeseburgers and all this stuff when we actually just bring elk and and deer and and yeah yeah all we really have is a bag of potatoes and meat that's what i, I noticed you would start doing is you just get like a bag of potatoes and a bag of onions and then yeah. we'd have that for like three weeks of archery season yeah. and we'd maybe spend fifty dollars yeah. every weekend riley what was your favorite meal of the turkey hunt last year um, that's tough, dude. Uh, because <laughs> we, we had good all. I'm biased it. because I like the the elk steaks Matt's way. Like that, mm-hmm. but I've had it so many times that it was unique and and fun to have lot steak and lobster. We ate lots of good meals, but one of my favorite ones was uh, just that lunch we had around the fire. Was that the last day we it were was there? Burgers, right? Yeah, we done burgers with the onions. No, no, that was no. that was our own separate trip. Oh, that was yeah, yeah. that was just up in the. I think the, the hills we set a fire and no, we just no, had cheese no. and crackers. Yeah, and, cheese crackers and uh, yeah, that's that hot cheese or yeah, whatever. You couldn't beat the view and where you were at. I unpopular opinion. Matt's breakfasts are otherworldly. They are good. The pancakes, sausage, and eggs. Really, anything uh, Matt cooked was so good. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> the only person that does eggs better is Dave. I still can't do them the way yeah, Dave you can't does beat it. Dave. Uh. I would say that, yeah, I think you're right. I think that we we all, Matt was just talking about tonight when we were looking through pictures about how much he enjoyed just having that fire on the side of the hill. That was that was like a bonding ex- experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Take a little sure. nap. Yeah. That was, yeah, was, yeah, meal shed, was didn't you? The snow melted yeah, off. Yeah, Sean and Ramsey found yeah. a shed over there. It was pretty yeah. cool. Snow melted off and we could just hang out and sit around the fire and... I think that that meal for sure was like more about the experience than what we were actually <laughs> eating, but the snacks that we were actually eating were still super good. That spicy cheese from Winco is so good. Yeah. I got and back that's also that's also why it's cheaper because Matt's like a Winco whore. So like <laughs> now, I mean, most of the food he gets pretty like. I don't. I just don't end up going there because Ramsey and I do Walmart uh, pickups. Oh, Winco's so much better. I quit doing Walmart pickups because it seemed like every time you. Do oh, Walmart dude, they're so bad anymore. They leave like half your freaking thing <laughs> out. Well, well, I don't think they actually look for it. They're just like, oh, we'll just put. We'll just we come find it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But out um. Stock. So what I was going with that was, I can I can look at it now, and I think that like this is how Sean and I have kind of planned, because uh, like really, if you look at it, if you're fishing all day. Maybe have some jerky in the back, like in the backpack, or like maybe some something in the cooler that's like relatively cheap. But like Sean and I took care of the dinners, and I based them really off of like our friends, the Harmons. Like they've got they've got tripping down, they've got guys tripping down to like a science. Oh yeah, and and Matt is very similar, like the way he's just describing where, and the Harmons do that too, where the one night is burgers and dogs, super easy to do. Maybe bring chips, maybe bring something to go with it. Super easy. And then the next night's always like bring your own steak and then potatoes on the flat top. Like just bring a sack of potatoes, a sack of onions, maybe a couple jalapenos. And it's well, it's like boating in the summertime now when there's more than us going. We just each person does dinner. Like mm-hmm. you guys will do one whole meal all day. 
mm-hmm. and that seems to work out really good too. Then you're not yeah having to worry about you know you know Riley does three meals. You know it's a four day trip and there's four people going. Everyone's just responsible yeah. for a day. Well, and I think the nice part about that too is like if different people are cooking, you get different people's tastes and how they like things, and you might find something new that you enjoy. Unlike the three meals we get at camp. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, dude, we had a we had an off meal one night because you guys were so tired from uh. Oh, cutting we corn, we had Fritos and uh, chili. That yeah. hit the spot, Frito dude. Pie. That was the easiest meal we've ever done. And your dad had beef stew because he's like, I can't eat that. Because he gets uh, it was spicy. Chili, yeah. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, man. That hit the spot. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, we're getting on quite the food tangent. I guess that's not everything that goes into the guys' trip. I mean, coordinating. We're co- we're even to the point where we're coordinating vehicles and uh, machines. Machines. <laughs> You're debating uh, on whether or not it snows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you throw in the fact of, like, what, who's bringing what gear and, like, room for this and room for that. It's crazy to think, like, just to plan a weekend to have a good time anymore is just... We just had a 20-minute conversation about it. I couldn't believe we just pulled... We just made that into a 20-minute conversation, but I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so... I mean, that's kind of another reason Dylan was on is to talk about, like, he's going ice fishing with us this weekend. Oh, yeah. That should be fun. Yeah. Do you do much ice fishing other, you know, uh, ever? I haven't gone ice fishing in probably two years. Um, in high school and stuff, like Super Bowl Sunday and stuff like that, we just run down to the reservoir down below the house and go ice fishing during the day and then run up for the game and just hang out with the high school buddies. Um, most Only ice fishing I've ever done was on the reservoir below my house, actually. So I bet it was pretty good, though. Oh, yeah. We always caught 20 fish. 20 I believe that. Fish. Yeah. So, it's, a, it's definitely a different experience though. Yeah. You don't like if you don't do it a lot, like because like I've had people like ask me a lot that um haven't really done it and they even get out of our screen, damn it. <laughs> they uh they just like kind of ask like what what do you bring? You know, like what do I need? Blah 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 blah. You know? We didn't even have an ice house. <laughs> you're gonna be spoiled this weekend it's probably sat, pretty cold, cold sat, wasn't it oh yeah sat on a five gallon bucket with a, a little ice fishing pole well go figure we, we we decided to do this i mean what do you think Dylan? it was about three weeks ago we decided to do this trip three or four weeks ago oh, maybe i think ago. it was first brought up at the finale wasn't it oh yeah so yeah, we've been thinking about we, doing we talked about doing the fresno tournament yeah and then we threw out going to so this is over a month in planning. Oh, yeah. Uh, At least mentioned. We picked the one weekend somehow where it's, it's literally been 45 plus degrees for mm-hmm. two weeks now or more. It's now going to be six degrees on Saturday and snowing. So yeah. the ice huts will definitely come. Maybe into, the snowmobiles will come into know. play. And the snowmobiles. we get the sleds out there. I will say that like the whole thing on getting the gear ready is I've been working on augers in my free time at work for like the last week. Because yours sat for a while because, what was it? Yeah, the guy. It quit that, running good. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, I better pull a, the carb off. of a fuel leak. Oh, yeah, it was a fuel leak that I took it over there. And then we just never went ice fishing again. So it sat in the shop for, I don't know, a year and a half. Well, probably not, probably a year. And then I went to start it and the carburetor was all gummed up again. I was like, oh, cool. I get to do all this again. All I own is a manual one. Oh, you're going to be, you're going to be really spoiled. <laughs> yeah. I bought going. a, uh, a jiffy eight inch auger last it might even been two years ago off a marketplace and the kid's like oh it doesn't run and i was like you know we'll see about that literally put a spark plug in it and clean the carb and the thing runs great are we gonna do some spearing 
I don't know if you can. No, you probably, I don't think you can. There's, there's only a weird place, like, uh, like most of the lakes that you can do the six lines on are some of the, the ones you can spear on too. Like usually when, uh, where the fish is considered more of a nuisance than a, yeah, like the okay. only, cause like, uh, walleye, there's, there's gonna be walleye, uh, rainbows, maybe browns, probably in, in, in where we're lake? going. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard of brown perch, yeah. perch for sure. Ling. Yeah, I'm actually super excited for the ling bite. Yeah, ling Are we going to eat is... fish there if we catch them? Yeah, yes. walleye. Oh, yeah. Sure, I will cook us up the best Walter fried Walters that you'll ever have. What that about means you're just going to put everything out of the spice cabinet on it and be like fish? No. <laughs> so again, four hundred dollars in food. You guys just eat fish the whole time. Come yeah. back with like seventeen Walmart sacks. Well, actually, it's going to be. See, okay, let me ask you about this. If you bring elk or deer, do you should you mentally? put the price of that into the thing or is that freebie no i always put the price of it into there because when i think about it it's like i already have it so like it's free but it wasn't free <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah so when i look at this like literally sean and i have to like basically get a sack of potatoes sack of onions i already got the sack of onions and then bring elk steak and then bring elk steak yeah. and the burgers i am did ramsey tell you what i did this dude. I uh I Amazon to Burger Press. <laughs> oh my god. So we can make burgers and, out of uh, elk okay. burger. burger not only push down on? did he order a burger press, he ordered one of the most expensive burger presses that was on there. Yeah, then you could press burgers and freeze them and yeah. throw some parchment between them. Game changer. You throw an egg in it and you can just do it by hand. No, that's like, like meatloaf at that point. No, like burger. No, no, I'd rather fry a burger well, and then the fry an egg and throw it on top. On your pan, and then you put oh, no. and you push down on it. No, this thing's got a. It's like a cylinder, and then you can you can actually adjust what depth, like no. if it's a quarter pounder, half pounder. <laughs> it's too much. Pounder. It's too much. And then you put the meat in there, and then you just like you like it's like a lever, and then you push it down, and, and then it makes it, pest, but it changes the flavor of your meat. Absolutely, you're making smash burgers essentially with what you're doing. Yeah, and all smash because you're still a half inch. The press is still this. Oh, well, like you, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes you a perfect round burger. I just thought that I'd rather thaw out elk burger, and it's like I said, it's part of that in my mind free purchase. Uh, instead of going out and buying frozen hamburger patties, I thought it would taste better. No, I and I got to take back, like, I don't really put the price of the meat into it because, like, when I grab steak out of the freezer and Amy's like, Jesus Christ, you just took, like, 10 steaks out for the boys. I'm like, yeah, it's in the freezer. Well, if you had to go to Costco, that would be a $200 yeah. meal. Well, yeah. I'm like, but it's in the freezer and you don't eat ribeye, so I don't know why it's any of your problem. <laughs> it's like going home for Christmas and your mom's like, oh, you're going back to Billings. Sends a cooler of meat and steaks, and you're like, I'm okay nice. with this. Yeah, thanks. My yeah. mom never sends me a cooler full of steaks. The only thing is, I got to return the cooler or she gets pissed. <laughs> yeah, I've been in that situation before. Best deer steak I've ever had. Buddy shot one in Forsyth. Couldn't even tell it was deer. How did you prepare it? Smoked it on a Traeger. Smoked it on a Traeger. You know, so we, it was like a steak? It was just a steak. Couldn't even tell it was deer. Like, yeah, he didn't press it or anything like that. Nope. Ramsey and I used to do that with deer steak, too, where you just, like, cut them up into, I don't know, three-inch pieces, maybe, mm -hmm. and put them in a gallon Ziploc, and then... Throw everything in the fridge in it? Throw... <laughs> well, it's usually just a whole thing of Italian dressing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yep. 
and Super that, good that was pretty good. And I liked that until Matt showed me how to really cook cook it good. <laughs> so that's the only way I do it. now. The only difference with mine is it takes so goddamn long. It is very labor. You know, you're 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 a three hour from start to finish. I mean, oh, yeah. not not total cook time, but uh, I I mean it's all cook time. But I mean, you got an hour and a half in the oven. Now Ramsey and I we save the tenderloins for special occasions. And he brought the tenderloins up steelhead fishing last year and cut them into small pieces like that. Oh my god! But he just did it with a, like a little bit of butter over uh, on the blackstone, and it was some of the best steak, uh, some of the best steak I've ever had. Oh, it was super good. How about turkey? Have you guys got any good turkey recipes? Yes, brine it for four days. <laughs> and throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, we've never done it with wild turkey, but we always brine it for like two days before Thanksgiving and then smoke it. Like start at midnight and pull it out at like eight in the morning. The the, the only thing so I've good. ever had is Alan Taylor made like little chunks and they deep fat fried it. Oh. And that was amazing. So is that is that kind of like a schnitzel? Is that? <laughs> no, he's right. He's right. It's, yeah. it's essentially like that, but small pieces. Yeah. It's really funny that Matt hey, brings this up. Actually, though. Sven is going to make his authentic German schnitzel. This weekend? Ooh. No. He's not coming this oh, weekend. Oh, he's not coming. Oh, my God. I was like, holy fuck, I'm taking the week off. <laughs> he's he's actually going to do it. Like, he swear. Because I want to try it. I mean, yeah, me, yeah too. me too. I love schnitzel. Schnitzel fucking amazing. Yeah, and he, can we, he's got a family recipe. So. Can we talk oh, about the turkey? Oh, you guys eat schnitzel in California. I guess I'm eating schnitzel in California. Uh, let's talk about the turkey thing here real quick. That's hilarious that you bring this up because I have been studying up on different ways to make turkey and and goose as, as well and i am really looking into making pepperoni because really? i part of ramsey and i's meal prep is i sometimes i'll use turkey so instead of regular pepperonis they have turkey it's like way less calories at the store and i was like why can't i just make this at home super labor intensive but i'm gonna give her a go so I'm going to probably... Are you going to smoke it in your Traeger? Um, so I actually have a smoker other than my Traeger. So you don't use your Traeger I get it because you're lame. No. You're more of a well, green why am I, okay, I no. Hold on. It's an enti- It's like an actual smoker. You're aware that we have a uh, seven-month-old yellow lab? Yeah. So oh, I have this Traeger, right? It's on the deck. Jesus and I walk Lord. out there one Had day. or have? Hold on. Oh, it's hold on. Traeger's still Come there. On. Traeger's still there. So I walk out in the yard one day, and there's this cord, half of a cord, laying in the middle of the yard. And I'm like, I wonder where she found that. And I didn't think anything of it, you know, put it in the garage or whatever. Traeger. And then, like, three days later, I was trying to cook something on the Traeger, and I'm like, why won't this thing turn on? I look down, and it's, like, that far from the bottom of where the cord comes out, and there's just wires exposed. I was like, ah. I know where that cord goes now. So the trigger is out of commission. It's inoperable. Now. You turn the dog into orange chicken and called it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stick it to the China Buffet in Grand yeah. Avenue. So actually, real real pepper. I'm going to get you guys on a pepperoni lesson here because I have been researching heavily. Real pepperoni is actually not even cooked. I can believe that. Um, it's you like you use these. Uh, holy shit. I wish. Enzymes? Yes. Um, it's like a. It's like an old timer type thing, and you put it in the casing and just let it sit for like weeks on end, and then it uh, does whatever it does in there and makes pepperoni. Kind of like cheese. Like dry aged. The, meat the last there. elk hunters I had that I just took out that the two brothers that you know, he uh, he brought some summer sausage he made, 
and he cased it at home himself and he just cooked on the trigger he said at like 225 for like 14 hours or something yeah and that shit was unbelievable i'm like I didn't even think about ever smoking something like that on the trigger. So know, like for long term. That is the two so summer sausage is is normally cooked in a smoker. Uh that's but pepperoni also there's a different way that you can do it which is a, uh, pepperoni itself the spices are what really make it what it is. Plus like there's the old school way like I just talked about it. But you can do the spices and then do it like the summer sausage where you put it in the in the smoker mm-hmm. for however long in a casing. Cuz I actually watched this one lady who Where's the casing come from? Uh, the pepperoni fairy. The intestines. We just <laughs> I know, just kidding. Uh, we have to get off the food topic here. I don't know. We were all starving or something. To Taco Bell? No, just kidding. Simmer down, Dylan. Tico Taco Bell. Two of us are on a diet here. Yeah, that's... Uh, we'll say... I was going to talk about that on this episode, but I think we've been we've got a lot going on. We've been episode. rocking for like an hour already. I think an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. And we have a couple things we have to talk about. So maybe next next week or no, we have a special guest next week. Actually, um, I thought I was your special guest. You are our different kind guest. of special. <laughs> you're, you're a lodge crew guy. I mean, you're basically a fifth version of us. I mean, you're just as important. That's what we'll say in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm special. Got it. Um, but so we have a new a, a new voice on the podcast next week that you've never heard, um, which is going to be cool. And then the following week, we'll talk about it then because that's before you leave for ten days. So we'll probably have a podcast with just that's the four be of us. His first missed. He's not going to miss one the way we have it scheduled. We should reschedule. <laughs> we just <laughs> we do have that ability now to do that. Can we, can we do a podcast while he's in the race truck? The race truck. <laughs> oh, it'd be so loud. Um, what? What? You should go it. on that California trip with the boys, and then we could just do a podcast down there at the Mexican restaurant. That would be cool. Then he could all do it. We do have. They fly for free, so <laughs> we do have our lapel mics now too. So, oh, that is true. Did, did nobody just catch what Dylan just said? No. <laughs> did Dylan have one of his famous? In the He's, background, quote. he said, "He goes, Matt goes. We could all do a podcast um, in the at Mexican, Mexican restaurant." And then Dylan goes, "Yeah." And then after you guys can all do one in the bathroom. <laughs> oh my god! Classic. <laughs> it ain't Taco John's. This is authentic. Yeah. What the fuck's Taco John's? <laughs> um, come to Montana and try it, <laughs> dude. I don't even know. We we had this whole idea tonight to bring Dylan on to continue talking about. Uh, I mean, this was such a small part of it, but to talk about his experience on the turkey hunt to give the listeners uh, that are now putting in for the second annual an idea on what it was like, what everything is. And now I feel like we've gone so long that, and I don't know, Dylan kind of, you kind of made a statement too that was like, it might get a little repetitive to talk about it again because mm-hmm. because we have definitely talked about it before. I think we could get in just a little bit into like the things that we haven't touched on. I feel like we asked him about the trip. He ex- we explained all of us explained what happened, mm-hmm. you know what we did, but I don't know if we ever showed them or or really. No, no, we haven't. Yeah, and like actually had Dylan like a. Like ask him what his uh, mentality was going into it. Well, how about this? Why don't we share uh, some of the behind-the-scenes pictures and stuff 
And then maybe you can kind of tell us about like what the vibe was like in that moment and, you know, how, how the experience really went down. Cause it's uh, our turkey hunt this year is going to be different than it was with you last year. Cause, mm -hmm. cause the winner gets to bring a guest like last year. Had you not known us, what were your thoughts been when you came, came, if you wouldn't have known anyone, mm -hmm. what have you been, you still would have came, but would you rather have brought like your brother with you? If I didn't know anyone, yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have brought someone I knew, but and you can't bring me or Sean because we were already there. Yeah, see, <laughs> you guys, you guys also know me, and I would have like fit into any situation I would have been thrown into. So I'm like, you know, I I'm always willing but, to meet. But new for people. instance, if you had the coming, it would have just been me guiding you. Mm -hmm. You would have still came with an open mind, but what yeah. did you? But it would have been fun or having somebody you know yeah. with you. Yeah, I know it would have been fun to have someone with you that you can you already have a relationship with that you know, meet new people and, too. And, and and that's what we're doing this year. Yeah. We're we spiced it up, I guess you should say. Yeah, and I would say as far as like <clears throat> you know, the the vibes last year were, you know, get important to get Dylan on a turkey and get mm -hmm. uh what you got the raffle for to win, you know, and this year is gonna be a lot different because when we have two people and we offered, you know, it's offered in the, in the raffle hunt where, um, you, you can bring whoever you want. That person is also allowed, you know, this is a, a winning a legal person. Though. Yeah. They, they can shoot a Turkey as well. So mm -hmm. you win two Turkey hunts essentially, yeah. but if you wanted to bring your significant other and they don't hunt, that's also just fine too. You know, yeah. whatever. So, Let's say that you bring um, someone that, that hunts and there's two people hunting. Well, with the group we have, you're going to have to have a guide. So let's say it's going to be Matt, a camera guy, and a hunter. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have to go somewhere else with the other three people. Yeah. You know, Whereas last year, we all got to go together and really yeah. experience you shooting a turkey all as one. Oh, yeah. Uh, whereas this year, it's going to be two different experiences, two different film things. Um, it's different, but it's still. I think it's still going to be just as much. Yep. It's going to be as much fun. And last year probably could have been totally different if I hadn't met Ramsey and Sean before then. I met Riley right before. Yeah, probably. that would have probably... I mean, we have known each other probably for... Yeah. I don't think I met Matt until we were actually on the yep, trip. Yep. So, I mean, I'm sure it was totally different for me knowing some of you guys than just a random person getting thrown in and going out with you. But, yeah. No, it's really cool you could bring someone with you this year. That's, that's going to be really cool. You can truly see the pure excitement in Dylan's face when you look at this picture. Oh, God. That's a that's, good picture. That's a solid, a solid picture. Yeah, it is. Uh, this is that's you. That's a big beard. This is your first. Is that your first turkey ever? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. So Other than the ones you see in Walmart. So Okay. Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. Uh, so, yeah, this was a really... I wasn't ready for you to come back to me. Uh, <laughs> Shell-shocked. That was... Uh, that was you right after you had, you know, harvested that turkey. Um, Wait, here's another better. Like, here's a here's half-ass shotgun to beer got bullied. Here's another good one here. I mean, ooh, yeah. he looks even more excited. I think Matt actually looks more excited in that picture than Dylan does. That's yeah. what? Fun. Also, looking at that picture, I remember Matt saying, "Hey, here, grab the grab my turkey call and hold it in the picture." So. <laughs> I, uh, it's very aesthetically posing. pleasing. It yeah. is a good picture. There's a GoPro that Dylan wore the whole time. I know he There's did. some hilarious footage from that. <laughs> He's falling down a clip. No, I mean, okay, honestly though, like going back to that, was it weird 
And be honest, was it like a little weird for you to like get guided around? No, not that. Like get into like being filmed on a hunt. Was it like kind of hard? Well, it's different because I mean, like usually you have your buddy next to you, but then you also have Ramsey over there, like forty feet hiding behind trees with a camera. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, you're like you can see Ramsey, and you're like. God, Ramsey's doing good. I can't even hear him. Yeah, like that would be with you, and yeah. I would be in another fifty yards the other yep. direction calling. Yep. Uh, and then you know Ramsey and Sean were usually together, um, filming, and yeah, it's a filming is a whole weird thing for us too. But um, I'm sure as a guest, I mean, and we also, you know, last year that was a thing that we we said in the advertisement was like it's a filmed and guided hunt. Mm-hmm. This year we didn't really advertise the film part. Because I mean, we're still going to do it because mm-hmm. we want content for our our YouTube channel that it's we're just, really pushing this year. But yeah. um, it's just not like a focal point. The focal point is more, you know, getting successful hunts. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, getting a successful hunt. I think the difference is, is you kind of came into this guiding last year with me. Not really. You guys have hunted turkey, but like, like after Dylan hunted and you took clients out for Dave. And you learned how the fan in Turkey and go above and beyond your experience from what you knew. I think going into it this year is going to be un- unbelievable. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because I've been thinking lately. I was like, dude, I would, I could so easily, like, happily take a month off and just hunt turkeys with Dave and these clients for the just hang out. Because like after, and I've, I don't want to talk about the this the one trip I had because I know I've talked about it here before, but. Uh, after I had like my like a solo guided deal where I called him in with my mouth call and the you know the decoy and like it was so awesome and we you know it's 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 funny sometimes when you look at and tell me if you guys think the same thing with hunts that you've been on before if sometimes you like that mental thing in the back of your head where you're like nah I don't want to go down there like that's a lot of work to do there and you just push past that and just dive into it sometimes some really crazy and I, I used to see this in football too like where if I was just like I'm just going to get I'm just going to make I'm going to like throw my body at this even if it like I get hurt or something and see what happens and like it could put you in a position to get a sack or something like that but I've done that with hunting and I did that with a turkey hunt last year where I was like I could hear these turkeys down in this basin and it was like a half three quarter of a mile straight down and then another two miles to get to him and i was like screw it we're just this is the end of the day these guys got to go home and i went down there and had that experience and like to this day i'm just like i could i I'll, i could do that every day yeah and like a big question that i wanted to ask dylan too on this is I, I feel like we haven't touched on this um very much at all on camera what was your like expectation realistically like be a hundred percent honest going into that weekend. Going into that weekend? Yeah. Well, I had no idea how big the actual ranch was. You know, I'm used to having access to, you know, a couple thousand acres, you know, to you know, make the loop in the morning and then if you don't see anything, wait until the afternoon, late afternoon, and make another loop. I didn't realize how just big that really was. Um, I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe we'll see turkeys one day, you know, we'll go back and we'll eat food and play poker and hang out, you know. I didn't realize how much animals we were going to see until I was actually up there. We saw, I don't know how, at least over a thousand turkeys in the couple days <laughs> we were up there. 
probably a couple thousand easily from a distance because that snow made it hard to sneak up on them. But I oh, mean, yeah. we, we, well, we glassed quite a few. We buried the ranger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was an evening. I didn't know if we were ever going to get out of there that night. But What would you say your extracurricular? I can't say this word. Extracurricular? Extracurricular. Is that correct? Nailed it. Your extracurricular lures. I hope that's a word, but uh, that happened mm-hmm. on that hunt. Do you think, I mean, did that help your, basically your um, experience with like. Oh yeah. We shot a bear. Well, not we, but Matt shot a bear. Got to be along for that experience. That was really cool. Um, we stuck the ranger real good. Didn't know if we were going to get home that night. Uh, <laughs> uh, ranger broke down and we rinsed it off the mud and everything out and fan was quitting us so we i forgot that happened yeah no it was all around there was never a dull moment to be honest so i had a good time i don't think we could have planned it really any better no, no. The, the only way that would have made it better is if it was a week later when there was There's no snow. snow there was no snow because yeah. the, the instant the snow went away the you know even though we were to get it, able to get some turkeys to commit to some calling with dylan um every single group i got into and I know Dave was the same way for weeks. Uh, you, it was like, it was like prime elk rut. That well, we the got. very next week, I mean, Dave, Dave had a client shoot a damn turkey from the shitter. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he called one. That would have made my morning. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like there was a lot of firsts on that trip as well. Realistically, yeah. well, um, well, well, it was the first for you and I. Yeah, hunting together and or Dylan. doing anything together. Wow, that yeah. is that is crazy yeah. to think. That was like really you Matt, guys hadn't even met Matt's first no, pair. No, like maybe a couple podcasts, maybe, maybe three. I mean, it was less than a month. I mean, yeah. but the the cool thing was too is like Matt and I experienced our first in different hunts. Yeah, turkey, bear. Yeah. I mean, that was like that was really cool to be able to. Obviously, the whole goal of that um, that trip was to get. Dylan, well, well, it was the first turkey. for you too on that ranch. Yeah, I mean, it that was the that was the first time I ever had been to that property, and then, um, you know, like a f- the 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 first for Dylan to shoot his first turkey. Obviously, that was the goal of the whole weekend, and it got done so quickly. I mean, it was right. Uh, Dylan's turkey was shot like f- the fir- was it the first morning or was it the second morning? Second. 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 Yeah. Well, no, we, I no, guess. No, it was the first morning because we no, had no, the afternoon. No, it was. We got day. there Friday and it was yeah, the first morning yeah. and I shot that bear right after. Yeah. So, like, basically, <laughs> the Friday evening was just more of it always tends to be more of a scouting thing, anyways. Uh, and then Dylan's first, really, your first actual hunting Saturday morning right away, Dylan chooses turkey. Boom. We're we done. went down the Turkey Ridge that fir- first evening and there was nothing, remember? Yeah. And just, the pier, I mean, just look how happy Matt is. I mean, really, just look at it. Oh, yeah, when he got that bear Saturday afternoon. And, like, we've talked about that in the past. Like, that was such an unplanned, like, Dylan was done. Dylan was done turkey hunting. And then all of a sudden, Sean was done turkey hunting. Sean shot his first turkey. And then all of a sudden, Ramsey shoots a turkey. And then I, you know, with how much I was going to be out there that year, I really had no plans on shooting a turkey myself because I could, you know, any given weekend that I was out there, I could do it. Um, So we're like, what do we do now? And Matt's like, well, we could hunt bear. And I, I know I just recently talked about this in the podcast, but it was just so much like, okay, we'll go hunt bear, Matt. <laughs> and so, you know, we ran back and uh, got all of our equipment to to bear hunt with. And it was a matter of seconds. 
minutes after we went and did that that Matt shoots a bear, the only bear I've ever seen on this ranch other than when we were cutting corn this year. But just some, Matt was talking about it too, just like sometimes things line up where everything happens correctly and you don't plan it that way. Like it just happens. And Well, the I think the thing that changed is if you remember right, Friday night I was pretty, I wasn't feeling it Friday night after going down to Turkey Ridge where we should have had 1300 turkey, you know, and there was nothing, and it it was a uh, it was a hard hard pill to swallow. Yeah, and then in the know. snow, I mean, shoot, we got up on top and ran in them turkey, but heck, we were pushing snow with the top of the ranger. Well, and I think what what really changed it was you know down low by the rivers historically, even if you're hunting eastern, midwest, western, the turkeys are usually down by the cottonwoods down by the river. Like that's just that's just where they live. And for Matt to be like, hey, let's just go up, let's go up on the mountain, and they were everywhere literally everywhere and i know dylan ended up shooting his in a different spot completely other than that but uh the turkeys that were in the timber was the craziest the more crazy thing and i don't know if the snow drove them up there it couldn't have been because i, I was hunting them there they just must like it up there and it was it's more i think it's more fun well, well but the southern hills if you remember right the snow was deep but the southern hills had a little openings oh yeah. the grass remember well and uh i and i guess you know it's all the same, the river bottoms and stuff like that. But I personally, I thought hunting turkey up in the timbers more is a lot of fun. Yeah. You well, know. it would have been a lot better had that snow not. I mean, how many stocks did we do that we didn't? We did have a lot of busted stocks, didn't we, Dylan? Three or four, probably. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I feel like the cool thing too is that we, even though like we were at the point where we wanted to take a lot of film, which we did, but we never, we never basically made a hunt series out of it. Um, we still got like a, like Ramsey put together an awesome video that explained the whole weekend that I think. And that's on YouTube, correct? Ramsey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the, 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 the teaser, we have a teaser for it. You yeah. Know? yeah we, we can play that. This is kind of like our, go ahead. have you seen that Dylan? I think so, but jog my memory. <sighs> oh man. There we go. Sean doing the smolder. That's when you guys left me in the ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a meal. I'd also like to say that Ramsey and I double teamed that video. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if we really double. It was more I was making the video and you were like, let's try it this, this way and see if it. I'm sorry. Oh my God, Sean, you have one job. God, this guy. Um, But yeah, as far as filming goes, we had all these intentions of making it like a full feature film out of it and we, we it's so still fun. there it's still there yeah and i guess with uh i'm gonna have you do a little clip for me at the end of this when the podcast is over for our facebook um i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna release you know just for advertising for the turkey hunt this year we're gonna release 
most of the footage from that hunt through our Instagram and Facebook stories. I've seen, uh, like I've seen Hush and stuff do that before. Um, and it's just gonna be a condensed version of it, but it'll give you a, a pretty good idea what, what Dylan, you know, the experience that Dylan had Yeah. Uh, while we were out there. I don't know if I'll use the GoPro footage, but um, <laughs> it probably wasn't good. A lot of the, and that's, that's crazy thing too, is we have three cameras now. And back then we only had Ramsey's one camera with like yep. the shitty lens on it. Yeah. We, we had, we were very, um, we, we were not equipped to no. make the film that we wanted to make. No. We're greenhorns. Now, you know what's super funny is we're gonna we're talking about this how super greenhorns and we're like oh we got three cameras now in like five years we're gonna look back and be like Jesus Christ we just <laughs> we had nothing you know yeah <laughs> because it's I mean with every podcast and every person they're they're learning their learning curves are so big and they're just going up I mean and that's that's exactly where we're at compared to a year ago. I didn't know you, Sean. I mean, we've came a long ways. We can hunt together now. I can't know what you're doing. You know, we, we went duck hunting with you guys, you know, and it's just, just different stuff we're doing. The right. the hunt with Dylan, the hunt coming up here, what, that's what, four months away. Yeah. Well, yeah. and uh, it almost makes me kind of sad that Dylan's not there this year. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't foreshadow him, like, accidentally winning again. <laughs> Uh, cause then we'll get uproar, but it's like, we had such a good time. I feel like oh, yeah. that it's like, man, I wish, I wish we could do it over again, but yeah, you know, I think we'll have just as much fun with whoever wins this year too. Oh, for sure. And you know, it, it would be a cool thing to ask too, is like, um, Dylan was in here, um, when we basically had this thing thrown together in a sense. So like for you, somebody that's coming here and, and I would say this studio is 98% of what we want it to be. What, I don't know. That's relative because it, right. it changes. I got pretty drunk and helped drywall in here once. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But like, as far as like the first time that you came in here, what, uh, I mean, is it like, oh, is it a, is it a lot different? Do you think? Oh, it's amazing how much has changed. I finally played the buck hunter like last week. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Like, Definitely not going to beat Matt's records. Yeah. <laughs> I suck. No, I, I got to start practicing. I, I was going to say that it's a like, what's it like to get the filming experience? But then I realized I was like, we definitely filmed at least one, if not both of your podcasts. Yeah, we filmed that one night in the lot cabin. I think. Yes, cabin, we did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did we film the one that was here? Maybe not. I don't remember. I we were we were kind of torn on though. The and then we filmed the filming. season finale. Which is, it, is this my? Fifth one now, I guess, counting Fourth. the finale. Well, Fourth? one, two, three. The finale. Yeah, this would be this your one? fifth podcast. Yeah, You're yeah. now the most veteran guy on the podcast. You have overtaken Josh. Where was Chad? Wasn't Chad up there? Chad was close. He was four. Oh, okay. yeah, four. Yeah, but got it. No, it's it's come a long ways. I'm I'm excited to see where this takes you guys, and I'm I'm glad I could be along the way for sure. Yeah, we're happy to have you be the first Lodge Crew guy of 2023. Yes. We need to We're gonna throw it out there. You can win the turkey hunt this year if you buy all five hundred tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Um take a loan out. So yeah, thanks for coming in and kind of just oh, talking a little me. bit more about what it was like because I know that uh I know that we were all saying when we were done, just like God, that's one of, that's a top five I mean, to get that many experiences in one weekend that only happens once a year once every couple of years and 
Oh, that was one of my favorite memories of 2022. So that's good, man. I'm glad I could be a part of it and glad it, you know, got to do it with you guys. Well, it really budded a relationship for with you with us too. I mean, now yeah. we're we're headed on an ice fishing trip. I mean, not that you might, you may have already been doing this with uh, Ramsey and uh, Sean, but now like we're all hanging out and maybe oh, yeah. maybe that, that could happen with our next winter. I don't know, yeah, but sure. um, thanks for coming on. Um, do we have anything that we need to? I'm gonna say it here because I think by the time this podcast comes out, it will be out this Friday. Sean and I will have it figured out, but we just so the podcast listeners might be the first ones to hear this. We're going to be running on all merchandise on the website. We're running a... What was the percentage we were going to do? Uh, we're going to be running a 15% discount on all merchandise in the store. And that's going to drop probably this week. Um, just a way to give back to you guys. So you can get some more Bull Mountain Brothers merchandise. And we can get better... Not better. I really liked a lot of the stuff we had. But just different and and new merchandise. New merch, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so check, get ready for that to happen. The the, tur- the raffle tickets are out and they're ready to go. Um, if you run into us, we'll have tickets to sell. If uh, you're on one side of town and you don't have our phone number or something, you can always contact us at bullmtnbrothers at gmail.com uh, at that, or our Facebook uh, messenger, Sean gets messages there ramsey and i get messages there um if you want to have us come to you we will come to you to sell tickets so um we're very motivated to uh get these sold because we're very excited to um as we spoke about last week give some money back this year to the starlight foundation so we want to raise as much money as we can uh to give them as much as we possibly can so uh we're really excited to move forward with that um as far as anything else goes i I believe this is it for tonight, unless you guys have anything to add. Okay, about covers it. Um, check out our YouTube. The first last week's episode. I mean, these episodes. I will say we had a little snafu last week. Um, we kind of learned that you definitely need an Ethernet cable to post an hour and a half podcast on YouTube because now that you now that we sat and think about it, like most YouTube videos are like 10, 15 minutes long. Yeah. The upload speed on our Wi-Fi and BFE was not. <laughs> yeah, up so par. we had it premiered for Friday nights, and I actually we had advertised that they were going to be out 6 p.m. every Friday. We're changing that to noon on Saturdays now. So when the YouTube version comes out, it'll be noon on Saturdays, um, and they'll always have a premiere. So when it says upcoming on on YouTube, uh, that is legitimate, um, and that'll be that'll be consistent every week. We don't want to have. Um, you know, inconsistencies in our posting times anymore. So, uh, that will be good. And as far as episode, well, we're calling this season two, episode two, but it's really episode 49. Uh, this concludes, I believe everything we have to talk about. And as always, we will catch you on the next one. Thanks, Dylan. Later. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.